0: radio md
1: radio md.com
0: this is melanie cole's health radio Ayurveda is one of the oldest systems of medicine originating in India, and it's recognized what has taken conventional medicine hundreds of years to figure out. My guest today is Dr. Taz Bhatia. She's board-certified physician specializing in integrative and emergency medicine, pediatrics, and prevention with an expertise in women's health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Taz. So let's talk about Ayurveda. People don't even really know what it is and what its origin is. been around for a long time.
1: I know. You know, I'll have patients come into the office all the time, and a part of our workups include an Ayurvedic diagnosis. But it's actually a pretty old system of medicine. It originated in India. Um, it dates itself back. There's debate whether it's about five thousand years ago, because there's some ancient scripts that show Ayurvedic kind of teachings to 3,500 years ago is when they first find the actual sort of written interpretation of some of the things that Ayurveda is known for. But you know, it is, it's very old. It's been around. It's been passed down generation to generation. And it developed an international following, you know, through the years. In fact, it's thought that the Greeks, even for their system of medicine that they had in 400, 500 B.C., they actually traveled to India to try to learn Ayurveda. So it's been around for a while.
0: It certainly has. What encompasses Ayurveda?
1: So there are a couple of things that um, one of the key principles of Ayurveda really is everyone has a type and and based on that type or a blend of a couple of different types is how you are supposed to eat, how you're supposed to sleep, it kind of describes your personality even to a certain extent and all the prescriptive remedies whether they're herbs or food-based remedies or lifestyle changes are all very tied to what type you are and everything that they use is basically from nature so it was a lot of using food as medicine which is a big. platform for me or using herbal remedies um, to really get the body back in shape.
0: So, okay, people hear herbal remedies and right away they maybe roll their eyeballs and say, oh, well, you know, that's uh, not for me or I like Western medicine. But now I think it feels to me, Dr. Taz, like we're moving together with some of these things. There's more and more docs like you that are bringing together complementary medicine, both sides kind of of the spectrum, and it seems to be working as a whole body you know, health practice instead of just focusing on one particular part.
1: Yes, and it's definitely how, you know, I practice and how my team practices. I mean, we really look at a person not just through the Western medical model, but through an Ayurvedic model, a Chinese medicine model, through all these different systems. And all they do by understanding their information, yes, it was old, but what it does is that you just think about a patient and you think about your health completely differently. Like, for example, you know, with irritable bowel syndrome, which is a common Western diagnosis, you know, if you go back to the Ayurvedic teachings, anyone that had any gut issues or digestive issues, they would always have to undergo a period of fasting where they rested the belly. They didn't put a lot of heavy or creamy foods onto the belly, but instead, you know, they ate something called kitchari, which was, you know, rice and lentils that were pre-soaked and pre-digested, so it was very easy on the gut. So some of these things we're finding today, they were correct and they work. And that's what's amazing about a system that's so old is to merge it with the knowledge we have today and, honestly, the technology we have today, but use their diagnostic skills to really find patients, you know, a healthy solution. Okay,
0: so give us some of your best advice. I mean, if somebody wants to look at Ayurvedic medicine, they want to look at oils and herbs and things, and and what do you tell them about caution and how to find the right one for them?
1: Well, honestly, you know, there's a certain amount when it comes to food, you know, you're more than welcome to explore and to understand how food can heal and some of the food-based, you know, medicinal remedies in Ayurveda, everything like we talked about kitchari to different soups and different teas and things like that. Those are relatively safe, you know, safe to do and I would encourage people to do those things. When it comes to herbal remedies, they do need some supervision. So you need to see somebody who's well-versed in both herbs and medicines so they can look at your entire regimen and decide if there are any things that really interact, you know, interact with each other and and advise you as to which ones to keep and which ones to not try to do. So it's a good idea to assemble that team, either it's a physician who has knowledge of all these different things or it's a physician working with an Ayurvedic practitioner, but but that needs a little bit more finesse and a little bit more thought before just kind of grabbing herbs off the shelf and starting them.
0: Okay, so that's that's very good advice. Now, what about oils? Because people see essential oils, and they hear about massage, and they hear about meditation, and using these oils to take you into a more relaxing state or to make you perked up and alert. But there are some restrictions there as well. I mean, certain things, if you're a pregnant woman or any of those kinds of cautions.
1: Right. I mean, and most of the Ayurvedic therapies and massage therapies took into account whether somebody was pregnant or not. So, you know, somebody following through on a true Ayurvedic system of medicine, you know, they would know to not do certain things when they're pregnant or you don't do certain things on young children, you know. So, so I mean, a lot of that is already there in the literature and, a, again, a good practitioner would help you. But the meditative practices, for the most part, can be used across the board. So, there are particular types of massage that are common in Ayurveda. You know, there are different types of Um, you know, you know, meditation practices that are common in Ayurveda, you know, there's something called Shriyadara, which I love, where you drop hot oil on your forehead, and it takes you instantly into a relaxation state, you know, that can be universally done. But again, you know, if you're, if you're pregnant, you have an immune system issue, you have a young child, that's when you have to, you know, really get kind of get your get a blessing before you try any of these therapies.
0: Well, that's a good that's a good thing to note. And how do you find somebody who can help you with this?
1: there are you know there are lots of ayurvedic med- medical practitioners across the country um, there's some great resources online, I believe Ayurveda Today lists a bunch of different Ayurvedic practitioners, so that's one way to find them. Um, looking for people that specialize in things like Marma therapy, which is an Ayurvedic therapy, or Shriya which we just talked about, um, or you know even Panchakarma, you know, these are some modalities used in Ayurveda that if you search locally within your region, hopefully you'll be able to find some people that are actually doing those.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's really the whole thing is is that you have to find somebody a practitioner who knows what they're doing and and knows how to combine these types of therapies. And what do you tell people about meditation and mindfulness?
1: You know, meditation, we know. I mean, we know in the research, we know through experience, we know what a profound effect it has on our health. I mean, we know it lowers blood pressure, it improves heart disease, it helps anxiety and depression. But here's the catch with meditation. You know, it's very difficult. Like everyone, I have patients try it all the time, and they're like, I can't do this. I can't sit still for that long. I mean, I myself struggle to get past a minute sometimes. So, you know, meditation may be a big first leap if you're not used to kind of being still in our modern times, but doing things like guided imagery might be a good bridge where you order those tapes and you're actually listening to somebody else rather than forcing your own mind to calm down. And then over time, building up your meditative skills, you know, start with 30 seconds, then get to a minute, and then maybe after a few weeks, you can get to five minutes and then just kind of moving forward that way.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's good advice, because we do have to listen to our bodies. We have to be able to identify these things and find a good practitioner. Give us some more advice about Ayurvedic medicine.
1: You know, I mean, one of the big things about Ayurvedic medicine is to really understand you, understand your type, understand who you are, and that, that individuality of you is really what dictates your health and your health, how you take care of yourself. So for example, you know, they divide people into body types. There are people that are tall and thin. There are people that are more rounded. There are people that are heavier, and each of those need a specific diet. So I, I tie it back to our modern day conversation about who needs to be gluten free, who needs to be dairy free, you know, who needs to be vegan or vegetarian. All of that's very individual. So it's trying to uh, you know, it helps. I feel like the the real role of ayurveda where it's helpful is I think in trying to understand people as individuals, not as a part of a, a mass population or not as a part of a clinical trial, but that they're individuals and by understanding that, then they can you figure out their diet, their supplement regimen, their sleep pattern their personality and emotional issues that can dictate kind of how their how their life plays out and patients feel really empowered after that conversation and really able to move forward so i think the biggest thing i can tell somebody about ayurveda is to learn more about it try to understand what type they are and try to tie that type into how they eat how they choose to live their life because all of that as we know today has a direct impact on your health
0: It certainly does, and how beautifully put. What a great guest you are. And you can see more about Dr. Taz at DrTaz.com or CenterspringMD.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and stay
1: well.